The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Accessing. State of search. Live from Europe. Welcome to the home of the latest search marketing news and views of the world. Welcome to the state of search. Our hosts scope the entire search marketing space from Berlin to Bucharest, London to Lisbon, the Silicon Valley and beyond. Search marketers from around the world discuss the latest headlines and issues in search engine marketing, social media, and more. WebmasterRadio.fm presents State of Search with your hosts, Boss Bondenbeld and Roy Hoiskies. Hi there, welcome to another, yet another episode of the State of Search radio show. I'm Boss Bondenbeld. With me, as usual, uh, Roy Hoiskies. Hey, Roy. Hey, Boss. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, doing fine. Busy. Good. Busy. That's a good yeah. thing. Busy. I, I, I want to play Black, Black Ops, but I didn't have time for it, so... Black uh, Ops? What's Black that? Ops. Black Ops. Black, Call of Black Ops. Ah, okay. <laughs> of course, yeah. shooting around. Yeah. You'll just have to wait for a little bit uh, less than an hour to finish this show, and then uh, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> We're... Yeah, well. uh, we're joined again today uh, by somebody who was there last week and um, who uh, has made that that who, who now is making a second appearance on the show, Mr. Barry Adams. Hey, Barry. Hello, guys. First, you don't Hi. have me on for years, and then he's suddenly twice in a week. Yeah, well, <laughs> we enjoyed last week, so we thought, well, let's get him back on. Besides, we had the feeling we were not finished talking uh, last week when we were uh, uh, doing the show. Uh, if you haven't uh, listened to that show yet, uh, be sure to check it out. It's on iTunes. Uh, we're all on iTunes. All the shows are. Uh, also, all the other shows of Webmaster Ready are. So be sure to check that out. Um, uh, speaking of which, if you're listening to us live, please come on and join us in the chat room. And uh, you'll find a lot of people there who uh, have a lot of knowledge there. Uh, for example, uh, Mr. Gypsy is there. He's a good friend of yours, right, Barry? Yes, he is. He's the uh, sensei behind the SEO dojo, and he's a really great guy. And I've learned a lot from him, actually, in the past year. He's really cool. You, maybe it's interesting to just uh, um, tell us a little bit about, about that dojo, because I'm, I've been um, hearing people talking about it a lot more in the past couple of weeks. For those who don't know what it is, just can you explain it? Yeah, it's an SEO community, really. It's sort of an online forum and a resource and all kinds of things in once. Once you've signed up, you've basically uh, got a couple of hundred other SEO specialists from around the world to ask questions to and to exchange ideas with and to share resources with. And I have to say, um, from the first moment I joined, it was worth every penny of it. It's helped me a lot in the last year to learn a lot more about SEO to get help with some difficult projects and also for me to share my knowledge with other people and uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun so what's the difference with uh, with other ones like what else well I don't really have many, much experience with other ones I think uh, 
what I would say would probably distinguish the SEO dojo is the quality of the members because there's some really high-profile SEO members in there, but also some SEO professionals who may not necessarily be very active on the, in the blogosphere or on the conference circuit, but who nonetheless have a lot of experience and a lot of technical know-how, and you might not be able to get a chat with these guys otherwise. Do you uh, join any of those kind of uh, um, groups, Roy? No, not not actually. I have I have a pretty good IAM list, I have to say. And uh, well, I, I do some time on IRC, but well, uh, and, and some, some time on Skype as well, with with also a couple of friends who are in well SEO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's 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 also an interesting way to go at it. That's that's different from what I've heard uh, lately. Is that you guys just open up your Skypes and just when you're working, um, you you're just talking amongst each other, right? It's like yeah. working in an office but with Skype open. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, of course. But uh, I mean, it it it, uh, yeah, it can be fun because most of us are working from home or from an. Um, more or like a less empty office, so it's it's good to to talk to people and and not peeing people customers, <laughs> which <laughs> will crank up the the, the well the, the technical level a little bit, and it's also fun sharing stuff. I mean, it's just like like I said before, I, I share a whole lot of stuff, but I don't share it all in public, um, because people really don't understand it, or it's just. Not um, suitable for my image <laughs> or personal brand to say so. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, you should be careful. I mean, what you're tweeting and, and what you're talking about. And I don't want um, for, for Twitter, for instance. I mean, I have a lot of followers who follow me because I talk about SEO sometimes. But I also have a lot of friends and just general people who, are, who just guess I'd like to see me talk about well, getting drunk again or whatever. I mean, something like that. And it, it's fine with me like that. I don't want to. I don't want to be just a feed pusher. I'm I'm there for the conversation, and that's it. I mean, I'll just find the conversation that I like, and I fo that's why I follow a lot of people as well. Um, and and I think my Twitter behavior is kind of different than what most of the well social media gurus <laughs> said. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, okay, uh, get started on that. No, 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 cool. We got a topic for tonight then. <laughs> No, but I, I think we we all agree on on, on um, the way people are doing that and 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 what can be successful. And I think first of all, you have to do it in a way that is it's natural for you uh, and, and what works for you and your followers, and and will get you your goals in there if you actually want to set goals for Twitter or for Facebook or whatever. I don't feel like um, well, well, I, I do so, but um, not on my personal name. Let's say like that. <laughs> do you guys uh, do you guys uh, weigh what you tweet? So do you think about what you tweet before you tweet it, or just I, go yeah. with the flow? I I probably should think a little more before I tweet. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you know, when when I tweet, it's it's, it's semi-professional and semi-just me, and I have to be a little bit careful with that because I'm always also sort of representing the company that I work for. Um, but at the same time, I have a lot of very vocal opinions, uh, which I don't mind sharing with the world. So it's a bit of a fine line I sometimes have to have to find there, a bit of a balance. Hmm. Well, how about you, Brian? 
if you follow my Twitter stream, you can see that I'm not weighing too much <laughs> <laughs> on that part. No, I'm I'm pretty. Um, I'm I'm I know what I can do and what I can't. Um, and everything that's on there is, is I take full responsibility for. Let's say that. <laughs> I never see the tweet because, uh, well, I, w I, I tend to disagree uh, about it later on. <laughs> okay. So I, uh, one of the re reasons I'm asking is uh, not because of what somebody's saying in the chat room now, but I was uh, at a meeting meeting this morning and I was talking about social and social marketing and social media and um, this... Uh, um, company, which is uh, one of the biggest companies in Holland, uh, they're talking about how to manage the way people within the company are tweeting. And I thought that's an interesting discussion. Do you let your uh, people just tweet out whatever they want, or are you going to stick them to rules? And if you do, is that really social media or social? Depends. Are there for, are there forces of the company? Uh, or just well, regular it's, it's, employees tweeting in their spare time. No, it's no, it's not not in their spare time. It's related to what they do. Yeah, then uh, it's fine. To, then it's fine to to. I wouldn't say I wouldn't name rules, but I would make up. Um, well, the guideline is, is a bit hard. It's a bit hard work for it. But I would. Um, well, ten advices or something like that. This is what we did uh, at my old company as well. I put up a list with things um, we should shouldn't be doing um, because, well, uh, we, we should turn it around. There are things we should definitely do, and other things we should think about before doing. I mean, you should actually, as a company, you shouldn't be tweeting very native because it tends to it, it's bad for sales. Just just like that, uh -huh. and it's it's fine if you're if you have a, a voiced opinion about something, but just stay stick with facts. And the same with uh, going into the discussion. Um, don't play to the play, stick it to the man, but just stick it to the topic and and, and keep it on topic and keep the, the conversation going instead of killing it with um, well, just outblunt uh, ideas about how, how you feel about it instead of how, how the reality really is, and just tweet things that you know for sure and and tweet facts. Instead of well, yeah, well, that's the rest of that. I mean, it's fine to have an opinion, but put opinions on your personal tweet account instead of the company one. That's it. I mean, and just state it if there is something in the page, and state it's my opinion that because well, it's and it's fine with that. I mean, you should be transparent about um, if if it's the company's opinion or yours. I think if if you do that, pretty good. You're fine. Yeah, I think actually I have. I don't have a chat room right now, so if there's anything popping up in the chat room that is nice, please yeah. bring it on topic because I haven't. Well, they're, they're talking about Barry's biggest friend right now, so. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> anyway, um, it's uh, um, what I was gonna say is that I think it starts first off with um, making people aware of what is um, uh, what, what can happen, or not, not what can happen, but what. Uh, make them think about why they are tweeting and what they are tweeting so that they realize that if they put something online what that it affects a lot of people or that a lot of people can read it or that it stays there that doesn't doesn't go away or at least in most most of the cases it doesn't go away so it's it starts with 
the realization of what you're doing, I think. And after, if you if you put on rules, just put on, just say to people, okay, stick to these rules, and then you'll be fine. No, but, Probably. What what rules are you talking about? Because uh, on the other hand, I think I mean everybody's has a, um, a a value position in the company um, already signed a contract which said something about this is an NDA. You can talk about this, this, and this. You can talk about that. Then we have to run that stuff through communications. We have to run run that stuff through compliance, for instance. So yeah. everybody that is a key stakeholder and has well key information isn't talking about stuff like that anyway. I mean, they're just voicing their their opinion and, and they're clear about it. It's their opinion or even okay. let, let, let me try to give you an example of, of what I mean without actually explaining which company I was at. Um, yeah, but I already know what company. Yeah, you know. There are that much bigger companies in Europe. In no, all no, of for, for, for example, if, if you, uh, uh, if, um, let's say, uh, the, the people who pick up the garbage. If that company, uh, they've got a lot of employees, and the, and the people who pick up the garbage uh, sometimes uh, uh, see what people are saying on uh, on the internet. And for, for example, uh, people are starting to complain about how they pick up the garbage, like they're late or they're um, uh, messy or stuff like that. Then mm-hmm. you can say, okay, the marketing department can answer that, so they can respond to it and say, okay, this is what's going on. This is why they're late, or this is whatever, or you can let those who actually pick up the garbage respond to it. And they might even respond to it themselves because they feel uh, that they are, well, it's about their job, what people are saying. So they have the feeling that they might be attacked or something like that. So they're, they want to respond. And you can't really control what they're going to say. For example, I, I can I can complain about oh those garbage people smell or whatever, and then it's, it's the same. It's the same on a conversation on on, on the birthday. I mean, we're all sitting together, everybody's having drinks, and I say, well, last time I was here and here, and it was bad because it smelled. And somebody's putting up his head. I thought, well, I was there, and what the hell? My management told me to fuck off and just don't spend that much time on it. That's what they said. The only big difference is that the reach of something on Twitter it can be a little bit bigger than on yeah. your regular birthday party. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say is that if you, you'll have to start by learning the people that Twitter has a bigger reach, so that they know that if they respond to that, it's not just the people at the birthday party who hear them, but it's a lot more people who hear them. And if you don't get them to realize that in the first place, then I, I'm saying it has no use setting setting up rules if you don't uh, explain them what they're doing. Well, I, I, I agree on that. I mean, you have to you have to get a little bit knowledge of the medium and and work something out. But if a big if a company is really big and they are uh, what they should do is just give hire somebody like you or like your association you're working for uh, to give like three, four, five trainings, uh, just sessions for people who just want to know a little bit more about those media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and and the same thing for television. I mean, if you're on television and you're making a fool out of yourself, it's it's nationwide and you're done. I mean, 
it's nice to have been in Ogerso, but then <laughs> afterwards, <laughs> that's probably going to want to be the last roles you ever played on television or <laughs> in, in your life in general. I, mean, I, think you'll have, I think you'll have to explain to the UK listeners what Ogerso is uh, there, right? Okay, well, it's it's a real life, uh, real life soap from young people going on a holiday. It's like um, what's the word of it from a New Jersey Shore? It's something like that. I mean, everybody knows from Jersey Shore that it's a bad idea to put yourself, make your, make an ass out of yourself on television. It's not. I think some generally people make entire careers out of that. Something something is a career. Most of the time, it's a career for like the first year after the show, and then it, then you're done. Yeah, that's true. It's not a it's not a viable long term strategy. No, it depends. I mean, if you want to be a bodybuilder or just a regular bouncer, I mean, you're pretty fine at Jersey Shore, I guess. If you yeah. want to be just a clown, uh, you're pretty good at Ogerso, I guess. And if you want to run a snack bar at the night, you're probably running a pretty good job for being a famous snack bar the next couple of years afterwards. But So, Barry, um, did, did you get any rules on social media with your company or, or your former company, for that matter? Well, with the Belfast Telegraph, when I managed our account, it was, of course, uh, very much a matter of keeping it uh, very independent and unbiased and just reporting the news and keeping interaction to a minimum. It was more of a, of a spreading the news channel and no, don't interact too much with the, the audience, especially here in Northern Ireland, where people can have very strong opinions uh, depending on which side of the divide they're on. Uh, within Spears Communications, we don't really have any guidelines as such, even though there's quite a few members who are active on Twitter and such. Um, I think probably because the company isn't big enough yet to really uh, do that. Um, got about 25 people working for them and I think about 8 or 9 of them are active on Twitter but they don't, they're not as active as I would be for example. But yes, um, the, the issue at the heart of it is I think that fine line between being authentic and being real and having real people interact with the outside world and still come across as a professional organization that knows what they're doing. Yeah. So, but that's for the Twitter account of that specific company. Did they say anything about how you should express yourself? No, they've never actually given me any rules as such. But um, would you have accepted uh, that kind of rule? Probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm isn't it depending? On, on, isn't it depending on what's on the rules? I mean. Yeah, you know, you, of course you don't want to go blathering bad stuff about your clients uh, on, on Twitter, but that's just basic common sense, I suppose. Well. Um, <laughs> if, if someone needs to be explained that, then they shouldn't be in any company at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think that's where you are wrong. <laughs> Sorry about that, but <laughs> I think I'm that's wrong. I'm never wrong, Bob. <laughs> Come on. Start eating. Start eating your hat, Barry. <laughs> um, but what I'm what I do believe is that there are so many ignorant people out there who just don't know what can happen if you tweet out wrong stuff or, or for that matter, uh, if, you, if you put a website online. They don't know that Google indexes websites. They don't know that if you put it on Facebook that everybody can read it, stuff like that. There's so many people out there who just don't know, not because they're stupid, because, but because they've never been told. 80-20, boss, 80-20. Yeah, if 80% of the people understands that stuff, the other 20% is just 
eat their hearts out and get lost. <laughs> We're waiting well, for that moment. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> okay. I think it's about time we hit. Uh, we go to our first break, if Rasko's ready for that. And uh, we're going to come back after break and talk some more about uh, some other stuff, not, not just social, but also search. I've got a question about Google Maps afterwards. So, uh, Rasko, take us through the commercials. State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Think about it. You work so hard with your existing clients. How much time do you have every day to recruit more clients, expand your business, and add more value to your service? Let WebmasterRadio.fm do the work for you. We're the premier business-to-business on-air and on-demand podcast network with shows like SEO Rockstars, SEO 101, and SEM Synergy. We can tailor an ad campaign that includes 30 seconds every hour and a 30-minute special every month. Plus, the banner ads and links you need to reach our built-in audience and our legions of loyal listeners and podcasters. What you charge in hours for service is all it takes to get started on the fast lane to growing your business. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm for consultation today. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're listening to State of Search on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. Hi there, welcome back to the second part of the State of Search show. I'm actually noticing for the first time that there are some sort of coin dropping in the in our tune. Did you, have you ever heard that? Yeah. It's like you hear money. <laughs> I never realized that until now. Is it your radio show, Bob? Yeah, well, I haven't listened to that too well. I think. <laughs> hey, since we're talking about um, being up close and being honest with our followers on Twitter and stuff like that, how do you guys feel about being affiliates on Twitter and just not disclosing what's an affiliate link and what isn't? I mean, you're obliged by the FTC to do that in America. Uh, there's ruling about that in the Netherlands as well already. Um, no, in Europe, I think there's a law being made. We're actually setting up a code for that with the DMA. Uh, it's it's yeah, not a law. You can't you can't do that by law in Europe, at least not in Holland. Not yet. No, not yet. No, what you can do is is regulate it, so you can make sure that if um, 
people complain about that they didn't didn't know that somebody was was um, saying, "Oh, this is a good product," and they were pay, paid for it. Uh, then you can complain, and then the Dutch, uh, how do you call it? It's um, um, <laughs> glamour code. <laughs> the, yeah, code yeah. the the FTC, like the Dutch FTC, um, can say can can say, okay, this is wrong or right, or uh, you have your right to complain, or this should have should have been done better. Uh, but you you don't have stick to hit it with, to hit people with it right now. But we're working on a code on that. But let's uh, uh, let's. Well, also, uh, it, it was I was going to the whole affiliate thing with that because yeah. <clears throat> I mean and this should be a nice bridge from from going to Twitter to transparency to well what Google is doing with affiliates and transparency and stuff like that. Um, and I think the chat room probably has a pretty big opinion about this one as well. So, uh, <laughs> oh, nice. I'm I'm really wondering if the guys in the chat room are having problems with uh, affiliates in general at Google and, and it should be there because uh, well, I see somebody already responding. Uh, affiliates should be disclosed, and I agree on that part as well. Um, yeah. Uh, but how do you? How are you going to manage that? I mean, it's pretty well, hard for, for somebody to manage that. Well, the, prob- the first problem you have with that is that you've got 140 characters. So how do you disclose? If, if I put up a tweet to uh, a book I'm reading or whatever, and I make that link, an affiliate link to uh, Amazon, should I put that in a tweet? Depends on what you're saying about this book. I like I mean, this book. Yeah, I like this book. It's fine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. But um, you should buy this book. This is the best book I've ever written, and you didn't. Mm. And yeah, <laughs> and it's still exactly. not okay. controllable. But uh, I agree. Yeah. I mean, and maybe, maybe Twitter can uh, enhance their functionality by making you able to tag a link as an affiliate link in some way. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, know, you know what will happen then. <laughs> I mean, people will not tag the link as affiliate link. Yes. Well, that, that's one thing, and if people do, Twitter wants a piece of the money from it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not a bad business model, actually. No, it, it should be a good business model. I mean, they should charge everybody with ten cents for each tweet, they, each follower they have. That that's a good business model for them. It mm. will just drop the amount of spammers in there, and, and I mean, let let the, the the really popular people on on, on Twitter uh, use it wisely. But then again, well, we might judge. But I agree. Um, I think in the chat room, uh, um, uh, Merch is uh, is he's making a good uh, good remark. He says that if you bore me too much with affiliate tweets, I'll just don't follow you. Yeah, and then you get the stupid at at, at mention spam, which probably is the difference between. Well, you know how that is. I mean, you have a pretty pretty popular account. I mean, I guess you get spam just, like crazy. It's, it's, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you get dimensions and you can't block dimensions anymore. <clears throat> so there is a big difference in there, and, and it's still it's still in there with affiliate yep. tweets, and and it should be disclosed. But I mean, on the other hand, um, we could talk about this problem, but the whole problem was with those people is they're never ever going to disclose this. So, so what do you think about um, maybe networks should disclose the fact that they're affiliates might be doing that so put it at uh, a level higher so to speak 
well, I can imagine. I can imagine being in a, a network provide a short URL and just, um, well, just a regular Twitter link sh- should actually be uh, through a network, and you can recognize that because it's through a network. Yeah, and then For the instance, network should say, okay, if you see it, see a tweet with a link like this, then you'll know it's an affiliate link. Something like that. That should that should be something a network could consider doing. Yeah, if they that's, if they that's, that's also where we're going with the DMA actually, uh, trying to do it in a, in a in a bit higher level because the 140 character stuff is difficult. Either no, that or or just I don't know an icon or something. No, no icon. It does, that's stuff like that doesn't gonna isn't, isn't gonna work at all. I mean. The thing is, with with uh, network links, people can use their own URL shorteners and just, uh, you know, abuse them at their own will. Yeah, that's the whole problem. But yeah, you have to, well, you have to make it like really uh, obvious that you're getting to just put in a doorway page between there. Just oh, this is an affiliate thing. Thank you for uh, using this affiliate for a thing, for 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 business. I mean that that should be. If you're as an affiliate, you want to fully disclose the way it works. Uh, that that could be works. something there. It's one uh, of those doc- things that that you know everybody wants probably some regulation there, but it's very difficult to enforce that. You know the the rules are easy to make, but very hard to enforce. I agree, agree, and and uh, like Doc says in the chat room, I mean voluntary disclose won't work because everything you do. Uh, Ba- uh, on a, on a voluntary base, it's going to be um, uh, it's going to have issues with it because it, it's not going to have as much performance as the other ones have. So it, it's performance driven, and and I mean, I, you can tell me a whole lot of stuff, but if you I mean making a dollar sign besides it, it will bring you a lot more money the first couple of months, I guess, since people don't know what what where the dollar sign is for. Just find it funny and click on it. So I guess it, it will. <laughs> Definitely uh, <laughs> rise your CTR for a couple of months, but after a couple of months, it will be it will be dying on you. So. Yeah, I think that's that's okay. that's also for um, he's saying a specific account type for affiliates. Uh, I kind of like that idea, but probably has the same issue as you're just saying with the dollar sign. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Okay, but um, uh, talking about a doorway page kind of idea, uh, how do we feel about that? Because that would make something very, very obvious, like like for instance they do with um, uh, the the malware the malware detection systems. Just put up a big red page with a sign on it. I mean, if you do that this for affiliates, affiliate link. yeah, this is an affiliate link. You're, you you clicked on a link that will uh, the source of this link will get money from. Oh, yeah. Do you agree on this? And then you yes or no. That's going to drop a whole lot of crap. <laughs> the thing is, um, any type of system like that will put the honest affiliates at a disadvantage because the dishonest one will always find a way around it. And the honest Are there honest affiliates? Oh. <laughs> well, no, no, I, I agree. But yeah. You can count now. I, I agree, but I think there's a big difference, uh, a big, big problem right now in people being affiliates. I mean, a lot of affiliates are just affiliates because they know one technical trick that they don't know better than the merchant they're working for. Yeah. And I think, in my opinion, that shouldn't be an affiliate. An affiliate should be an associate, someone you partner with, because you share some kind of interest and you're not willing to carry the well the products, for instance, or whatever. And the whole idea of affiliates should be more of an associate 
close associate than just with a regular network and just more of a, a pirate-based, pyramid-based, uh, well, uh, well, scheme. <laughs> Let's say it like that. I mean, I, I like, like, like a pyramid game. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean this, I this, what this you mean. That's, that's a bit of an ideal world scenario, though. I mean, realistically, affiliates exist because merchants are either too lazy or too incompetent to to spread their own wares and goods far and wide. And with the affiliate networks, they can, you know, make more money. It's a win-win scenario for pretty much everyone except for the customer who ends up sort of funding that affiliate network with the eventual retail price of whatever they're buying. No, I agree on the part that it should be uh, something to cooperate, but you should also, can, you can also co cooperate and make it a service-based uh, ideal, and it's fine as well. I mean, the whole difference is because if you run it through a network, uh, the network is going to take a, a, a piece of the pie. Um, That's why they're a network. Yeah, but I mean, what, what are they providing then? Just context with yeah, the world? I mean, if you have good... There's a lot of resellers, well, of not, not necessarily resellers, but you know, the people who supply the products that just can't be bothered managing an affiliate network, which is why they do it via the network. No, you can't be bothered running your business properly. Okay, shut it down and don't stop warning. I mean, two that's, that's seasons a bit, without. That's a bit too easy, I think. That's a bit no, too easy. A lot of companies no, I know that want to focus on making the best possible product and don't necessarily want to spend a lot of time and effort on marketing that product. And an affiliate scheme is very much useful for those types of companies. I'm not yet really convinced because, I mean, where's the partnership in there? There is no partnership. Is there? No, but does it have to be a partnership? The I think the basis of, basics of, of an affiliate network is, uh, uh, is it's just being an associate, being a partner, doing something trustworthy together. But... I mean, the way they're running right now is just rat racing. I mean, this is what happens. I mean, somebody knows a good trick at Google, uh, brings up 125 websites a day or 120 websites a month or a year or whatever. And because they know a trick, they really use that trick. A lot of people will get uh, have problems with that, don't know what's happening already with, with the whole trick. Um, there, there's a lot of trickery going on in that business, and I don't, I don't want to say that affiliates uh, isn't isn't a good business because it is. Um, but I think you have to be looking for affiliates more close to your your business instead of just people know a technical trick and can solve an issue for you. And and I do think that if you're doing uh, if you're building a great product, you should be able to market your great product. Well. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of history of great products that have been outmarketed by crap products, and that have eventually disappeared because the crap products had better marketers and better affiliate networks. And so, like I said, it's a bit of an ideal world scenario. In the real world, affiliates serve a very important function. And yes, there are the good apples and the bad apples, but I think as a whole, it's uh, it's probably a business that we cannot do without. I think. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel Google thinks about this? Because this is the next step I'm heading to. Oh, Google hates affiliates. <laughs> yeah. They loathe affiliates. They yeah, and, and why they is that? To because make their lives impossible. Yeah, but why is that? I mean, there should be a good reason for it, isn't it? Yeah, I think because Google has this uh, sort of high moral ground 
that they feel that the customer should go directly to the actual manufacturer or direct seller of the product without having to go through an affiliate network. Uh, whether or not that is a valid point of view is, of course, debatable, but I think that's what Google is looking at. And also, Google wants a, a piece of the pie themselves. If you check out google.com slash ads slash affiliate network. Yes, I Google. Look at that yet, but. Yeah, Google is an affiliate network themselves. I agree. They're, for a long time, they are, since they're running yeah. DoubleClick. I mean, I've, yeah. I've been... And it's pretty. Ah, yes, even though like Chrome and, and all those things, yeah. No, not even that. I mean, they're just running the Google affiliate network. That's a big network, actually. There's a lot of stuff in there. Oh, well, cool. That doesn't tells you a lot of people don't know that Google does run a pretty big and decent network in you in, in America. All right. Should I uh, hand in my SEO bags now because I didn't know that? No, I mean. Just, <laughs> I wouldn't bring. I wouldn't bring as a merchant. I wouldn't bring it under <laughs> under the See, influence you, of. You Google. just stick with eating your hats. <laughs> You're fine. Oh man, that's getting a habit for me. But yeah. <laughs> no, I the can thing bring is some that, ketchup if you'd like. No problem. The thing is that what you're saying, Roy, is Google. Uh, um, what, what does Google? Why does Google hate affiliates, especially if they're an affiliate network themselves? And are they? Well, I think they're not hating affiliates. I think they're hating the way affiliates do. A lot of affiliates do their business, and I, and I, I agree because Doc said in, in in the chat, and he's right. Um, there is a lot of reputation uh, affiliates out there with a good reputation, and it's fine. I mean, but there's also a lot of mouse schemey, misty black hats. Or, or technical trick affiliates that, that don't add any value at all. And I think there's there's the difference in, in being a good affiliate. You should add some value to, to the product you're selling in one way or another. And, uh, I mean, in, in the old days, adding value was just creating a website, and I agree. I mean, if you're having a product and you're not, uh, well, capable or don't have the money, which is kind of sad, I think, but uh, not to build a website for it, I mean... You do a trick and it's adding value, but nowadays it's not adding value if you just start spiffing out uh, 20 product feed sites each day. It's not adding value at all. It's just oh. actually it just de demotivates a lot of users and 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 even uh, Google users for that. And I think there's the difference. Speaking as someone who's worked for some pretty big companies who have pretty big websites. Uh, those big corporate websites are usually total crap because they're built by committee. They're compromises. They're uh, uh, something that arrives uh, as, as an amalgamation of what the marketing department and the IT department and the product department and the account managers and what they all want. Um, so for an affiliate of that particular company, it would be pretty easy to just outrank that horrendously inefficient corporate website. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea because in the end, the, the user will still find the, that particular product and will find hopefully what they're looking for. Yeah, and will pay, pay at least 30% more for it because they, the, the, the company doesn't know how to market themselves and their own products and will pay a higher price because they don't know how to handle it. And yeah, I think the, I mean, the, the problem, no, I, I think there's a bigger problem in there because the problem isn't the user. The problem is, is it's a problem from a company that's been put into the lap of a user, which is completely the opposite, wrong way, uh, way to, to handle things. I, I even have to say, I mean, I, if, if I hear you talking about IT departments, talking about websites, kick them out. IT, I know, uh, I know. I fully agree with you there. But I, I that's, think that's too, capitalism but, for you, you know, that's how it works. There's, there's always yeah, somebody who I, feels I agree how it works. It. But 
the problem is that Google and, and a lot of other people are having this stance against, well, it shouldn't be the way it works. There are other ways, and we provide you with another way because in our uh, the way we think about things, you're in your shitty website not adding value to us, and you're getting out. And this is what Google is doing right now. Well, you're yeah, not adding value, placing, you're out. Yeah, Google's also placing more emphasis on branded searches and trying to get the right site forward there so that affiliate sites don't really get a chance in that regard, which I think is, no. is a fairly fair thing to do. I, I, I agree, and it's a fair thing, and, and, I, and I think, I mean, we're not that far away from each other. I only think um, it is fair for Google to kick out crap sites uh, just because of the way, I mean, it's their engine, for, for starters. I mean, who said, any, who said anything about playing fair? You're not paying any money for it, especially from the, not from the organic side. No, and that's a bit of a short-sighted view, Roy. I mean, we are talking about a near monopoly here, and it's very easy to just say, well, you know, Google's just another company trying to make a profit. Uh, you, you cannot tell Google what to do. I think Google does have a certain responsibility towards the market. To be fair, you have to. I agree. Um, last time I checked, AT&T wasn't held accountable for all their decisions, and the only company in the Netherlands that gets accountable for uh, accountable for their decisions is the KPN, which actually uh, is, is well. Let's not get started on that. Maybe we should try <laughs> start trying a, a commercial because uh, this is the part. It's, it's going to be a Dutch part, and it's not going to help us. So. <laughs> I got something interesting after the break, though. So let's uh, let's go to the break, and uh, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. SEO is like a roulette wheel, hoping that you put in the right meta tags and keywords on your page so that your site lands on the top spot. Don't just take the gamble. Go with the sure thing. The premier business-to-business on-air and on-demand podcast network, webmasterradio.fm. We can place the right keywords and messages from a 30-second spot to a 30-minute monthly special. Plus, we give you the banner ads, links, and placement to bring you more traffic from not just search marketing pros listening to our SEO channel, but from all of our listeners and podcasters searching for you. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm for consultation today. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. 
Rock the World with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're listening to State of Search on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. Hi, we're back uh, for the last part of the State of Search radio show. Uh, we have a nice discussion on affiliates and uh, whether or not we should like them or, or we should like what they're doing or the tactics they're using. I want to throw in something which is well, kind of related but not totally. This is not something I found out myself. I'm not that smart, but Aaron Wall did. He tweeted out this a couple of days ago. By the way, we have a great interview with Aaron Wall on State of Search. Be sure to check that out. But if you do a search on Google.com for dollar sign, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) should be there actually for uh, license cartoon images. I'll throw the link in the chat room for those in the chat room right now. Um, And then scroll down and you go to the seventh result. The result you're seeing there is licensed cartoon characters, cartoon people, and cartoon dogs. It's a website. It's a website about Flintstones stuff, cartoon stuff. I'll throw that link into the web. In the, oh, no, um, you don't have to. It's there. Yeah, oh, it's there already. Oh, sorry. Um, it's now twice there. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you look at the link, it's a Google.com site. It's Google.com slash INTL slash ENUS slash AdWords, select, slash AFC, ADS, Flintstones.html. What is that? Well, that, yeah, probably I, I think Google's affiliates schemes. No, it's not. I think this is um, uh, what they used to, I think, what they used to try is um, to show you how ads can be in there. That's what I think, and it's just, I, I, I know it's me making an ass out of you and me, but uh, I assume that it's that, because um, the way they, the, the three images are there, it's just a display of how you cannot um, put a small icons beside an ad, but the ad isn't working anymore, and it just look, it's definitely looking very stupid, and it's, it's a completely over-optimized SEO page, in my opinion. Mm. It's a, it's a pretty poor page, yes. And if anything, it's Google should have blocked this with robots.txt or whatever from ever getting indexed. But hey, it shows that they're not exactly perfect themselves. Okay, well, I'm uh, gonna make it. I'm, I'm gonna make it a little bit more difficult. If you do a side search for this specific page, like side um, mm-hmm. Google.com, I'll throw that in the chat room too. Check all the links there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's an awful lot of crap in there. No, oh, that's definitely not. Whoops. It's about 12 pages with Google.com, Google.com pages from the AdWords with all sorts of There's stuff. also Dutch stuff in there. Yeah, there's also Dutch stuff in there, yeah. But they're all just basic static HTML pages that don't link out anywhere. They just seem to be example pages of some sort. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think it's an example for how you can put in ads on your website. I think that's that's where it's for. That's why it is there. But I mean, 
it doesn't look very nice. I agree on that part. Um, I'm actually wondering what would happen. Can you do wildcard searches? No, you can't, huh? Well, it's, it was part of the discussion. Well, uh, Aaron Moll tweeted it out last week, and then uh, Yost also responded on that. He found um, the Dutch sites in there, or at least um, he did the Google uh, site search. So it's, um, it, but the discussion didn't really continue to it. A couple of people responded to it, but there wasn't really much attention on it. So I kind of figured, well, maybe it's just nothing, and they figured out what it was. Um, Gypsy now says, search the uh, author name in a footer. Curtis uh, D. You Tucker. Find the, you find the proper site, the original yeah. site, I imagine. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's, it's real websites. It's just it's just they they got a Google. It's URL. examples. Yeah, yeah, it's examples. And uh, I mean, if you're looking at the same exactly the same page in Dutch, um, it's just this proper proper page for it, and it just says uh, these are the ad kind of ads you have, and that's it's it. It's kind of sloppy way of giving a. Examples though. Oh yeah, oh, I agree. It's not. It's not a pretty picture, but I, mean, I wouldn't really look too much into that. It's just one of those little things that Google put up somewhere, some for some reason, and then forgot about. <laughs> one of those ten thousand employees of them. I mean, yeah, exactly. And and, and I do agree. I mean, it's sloppy, and it, it is even worse if you're holding. If you used to be the number seven spot, and now you're eighth behind Google. I mean, that that sucks donkey balls. I can imagine. But I mean, on the other hand, I mean, if you're looking for ranking for number seven, hey, try yeah. try harder and start, try to get the number <laughs> one, huh? Yeah, they can't have that many links pointing to it, I imagine. Nah, this is this is this shouldn't be a ranking in general because most of the time stuff like this is shouldn't be a ranking. Uh, I don't know. It's just, just I think it's more of a failure than anything else. Yeah. I'm actually wondering why somebody actually, how somebody found this out. <laughs> well, it's Aaron Roll. He's a smart guy, so he probably yeah, just. Okay. Well, yeah, there's anybody who can dig up stuff like that. It's him. Yeah, exactly. So, well, we'll, we'll see what happened with that. Well, I'll check with uh, some of the Google people we know to to see whether or not this really is a um, well kind of sloppy way of showing. Examples. Um, I, I had another uh, Google experience today, which I want to wanted to share with you guys before we uh, we head to the end of the show. I had to go to this company this morning, which I was talking about before, and I looked up on Google Maps before I went on my Mac computer where I should go. So I typed in the address, and then I saw, okay, this is the route I'm taking. Okay, I know where to go. Next thing, I close down my computer, go to my car, I get my phone out, which is a Android phone, I open up my navigation, guess what's in there? An ad? Uh -huh. An ad? <laughs> that would be a good guess, actually. No. Um, actually, the place I was supposed to go to well, I, uh, was there already. So it remembered the fact that I was on one computer, typed in the address of a specific place I wanted to go to, and then opened up my 
my other computer, so to speak, the Android phone, and then it just continued where um, where I left it on, on, the, on the other computer. That Big was well with following you. Yeah, that was kind of spooky. <laughs> it's, it's handy on one hand. It's handy because I, I don't have to type in anything. It's just it's it's there already. You wanted to go there, okay? Go there. But it was kind of spooky, to be honest. I was like, what? How did this get in here? I think that a lot of people aren't quite ready for that kind of, uh, you know, almost psychic abilities that Google and other similar companies have when they try to predict what you do based on what you type in. I think people aren't quite ready to accept that sort of service level yet. Yeah, no. It's well. It's what they were, were trying to do anyway. It's you know, you know, trying to grab the user intent, so to speak. So trying to find out what what they really want to be doing and help them with it. But it's, it's what more you so I think they're trying to uh, give you what you want before you even explicitly ask for it. Like like yeah. the, David the Gypsy is now saying in the chat, it's predictive search. From Marissa Mayer is now uh, working on it within Google. Yeah. Uh, what they've been advertising, sort of, you know, you that you don't even have to type in a search query and they already give you the answer. That's one of those examples, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And this is also the topic where Microsoft investing a lot of money in. I mean, every time you see somebody from Bing talking about uh, the, the, the 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 well the future of search, it's always going to have the, these predictive stuff in there. It, it's always going to have it in there. And I like it. I mean, it, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I don't it, mind. No, I was. I liked it too. It was nice. It just just was kind of weird if you open it if you see it for the first time. I mean, I haven't read about it. Haven't seen it yet uh, somewhere else. But maybe it's a uh, maybe it's interesting. By the way, um, we hear that there's more. Yeah, we know there's more. Um, Thank you, Gypsy. We, we had that too. Um, okay, uh, that was kind of kind of interesting, and I, I must say that um, uh, the fact that it helped me, and that's why I liked it. I like to kind of predictive stuff. And yeah, but it, it's also going to help you sell shoes <laughs> or buy shoes. Maybe anyway. yes. Yeah. So, I mean, privacy is actually the more information you give away, the more you're going to get helped. Yeah, being a pretty broad, I don't being a pretty broad. Agree with all of that. I think the risk of this sort of predictive stuff is that they take the choice away. They sort of tell you where to go, what to buy, and uh, they sort of dictate the information you consume. And because it's so easy and convenient, you don't really go into other channels to find similar stuff. You just accept yeah. what Google or whatever is telling you. And that depends on what they're telling you, to be honest. If if the, if I'm searching for shoes and then I open up my Android phone and uh, it shows me the shoe shops near me and it shows me every shoe shop which is near me, then it's okay if it just yeah, shows me one. How do you know? How do you know? If it only show three, maybe there are only three shoe shops around. Maybe well, there's 15 around, but they only show three. How would you know? So, well, that, that's the point. It depends on what they're giving back. I know for a fact that there are only two or three shoe shops in the town I'm, I'm living in, but well, if you live in the center of Amsterdam, that's a bit different. I think the danger is there that uh, companies like Google will dictate to you where to buy and what to buy, and you sort of lose that whole assortment of choice that the internet provided you with in the first place. Well, that's a realistic danger. It is. It, it could be a danger. On the other hand, that's also what they said about, okay, um, if 
if the internet's there, or or if you can record television for that matter, and you can watch whatever you want, you're not going to get surprised by new shows. Or if you just listen to iTunes or whatever, you you don't get to hear new songs. And we do get to hear new songs, and we do get to see new shows. So, but I discover maybe. them through the internet. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> yeah, I, I I do use iTunes. Uh, I use Spotify, and Spotify is a bit different, I suppose, than iTunes in that regard, and that it gives you related music as well as the stuff you specifically. Yeah. I, I like Spotify, but uh, I have to say the related function of, of Spotify is, well, crap to so to say. It's yeah, but, really that's, but, but, but you hit a good point there, because that's what they also can say about Spotify. Okay, you have related songs, so you don't hear anything new, so you you won't you will never hear new music again. Which Why is not, not true. Well, something is new that, that could be related to something, especially being relationships is just how to find new stuff. I mean, I buy yeah. Amazon. I mean, I buy shitloads of stuff from Amazon. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's that, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's what people are saying. Uh, so that okay, you're not hearing any different kind of music anymore. Well, you are hearing different kind of music, and that's the same goes for maybe uh, searches in Google or searches for shoe shops or whatever. I think in in the long run, people will find the real answers. And I don't believe in the fact that Google will tell you what you're going to be doing. Okay. So you're an optimist, I like that about you. You're an optimist. So, I'm an optimist. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Okay. We're getting close to uh, to the end of the show. Uh, I wanted to point out one thing, uh, a little, just a little plug for the State of Search website, because we're actually Ching. giving away... Yeah. Ching. Uh, disclaimer, yeah, <laughs> dollar sign. I'm not making any money out of that, but still, uh, we're oh, giving, you're making money. I mean, no, not a, not a. I am, but not of what I'm saying I'm not going to raise this topic right now <laughs> because everything you do with state of search is going to bring you money, isn't it? Should In the end, yeah. Blog? No, I'm, I'm, yeah, the, the blog, yeah, okay, but I'm not actually making money out of the fact that we're giving away, and that's what I'm going to try and say, a ticket to CS London, which is in uh, in a month from now. Um, we're doing it a bit differently. Differently, You can win a ticket, but um, you actually can give away the ticket yourself. So you can nominate somebody you think should be going to SES London. So we're going to try and find out how nice the SEO industry is for other people. So uh, we'll see uh, how many results we're going to get from that. So there's a ticket giveaway on set of search. Be sure to check that out. And we'll be... Uh, talking about SES a lot in the coming weeks probably so end of plug <laughs> of the website <laughs> okay um, value, isn't it? yeah it is yeah uh, anyway uh, you're not going to be there on SES Barry because you're getting married that week right yes I am getting married that week and it would be a bit of a pain to cancel the wedding for, for search engine strategies but uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. In there. yeah your so don't, fake don't is disturbing me yeah. <laughs> so don't nominate uh, Barry for <laughs> the don't. ticket to SES. Or maybe you should, and then Barry can give it back to you. Anyway, <laughs> we're at the end of this show. Um, thank you again, Barry, for joining us on uh, the State of Search radio show. show. I'm sure we're going to have you back again. Uh, okay. 
not just because uh, that will fill up the chat room, but also because uh, it's always nice to talk to you. Uh, thanks again also, Roy, and thanks again also, Esco, and all the people in the chat room. And we'll be back next week. And if you're listening to this live, be sure to also check out iTunes. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, we're also live. And uh, check out the website for the exact time uh, time slots on that, uh, on webmasterradio.fm or State of Search. Thank you very much, and see you all next week. Bye-bye.